G'day and welcome to the Defrunners. I'm XQ. Today we're joined by SA and Drazen. Now Drazen's actually been here before, but he was on a show that never made it to air. Uh, so yeah, he's the first time. This is the first time, probably. But you're you you work very closely with Space Tomato, don't you, Drazen? Absolutely. Yep. I help him in almost every aspect of what he does. Yeah, you're you're his uh, left hand type of thing or right left hand. hand. I don't yeah. know which one. Which, which, which one are you? One of them, both of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about uh, dropships. These guys are both military boys or military men, I should probably say. Um, and they're going to give us our expertise on those ships down the bottom there. Uh, we've basically gone through and we're going to look at every single one and talk about why some are better than others. We're also going to look at... Uh, there's, there's a lot of little nitty-gritties that defines some of them. So one of the things uh, for me, I guess we can start straight out, is... Um, you guys give us give me a brief explanation of, of what what you see as a dropship is, and then we'll go into things like seats and there is a differentiation in in the seats and stuff. So 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 who wants to go first, Drazen or so? Oh, you're off. The, you're under the bus. Okay. There you go, Drazen. <laughs> under the bus. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, essentially, a dropship is you know a ship that has the main role of rapid insertion and extraction of troops, equipment, and vehicles from the battlefield in general. Um, some Raisin dropships is not reading off are the screen or anything. The script at all? <laughs> I did not prepare for this at all. Yeah, no, definitely reading off a script. <laughs> um, but yeah, essentially, some dropships are designed to carry certain specific types of cargo, which we'll touch on today, um, or supplies, sometimes prefabricated structures. Um, you know, they def definitely have a bunch of different roles that they can assume. One of those is a military dropship, which I will then throw to essay and i pointed in the right direction too i know i'm really proud of myself that i got the, the direction properly for the camera it's very hard to um, do because <laughs> you do it backwards it's really weird but yeah mm -hmm. anyway go ahead a military dropship from the group slash soldiers perspective is going to be something that gets you to the objective or near the objective so you can conduct a mission but the key word there is drop it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to extract you um you know, you might actually have to leave equipment, vehicles behind, burn in place, or you might actually have to be extracted by other means. So it's really a measure of what are you willing to, um, a troop transport, for example, could probably bring all the troops back. Vehicle transport? Mm, maybe not. Can I, so, ask um, a very can I ask a very silly civilian question? How often do people burn things in place like that? Is that really common? Or is that, um, is oh, that like that's a, a more common question. than you think? It, it yeah, is. So like, I'm, just, I'm just thinking, like, because because if if the mission's like mission critical, I think it would be quite a lot, like because it's because it's it, easy to get it in, but it's a lot harder to get it out once you've made some noise and stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's some, some prime examples of like last um, extraction point, which would be like let's say the Bagram Air, or not Bagram, but um, Kabul International. When they got when the U.S. left Afghanistan, all the equipment was destroyed. They stripped it. They took everything out they needed to. They burned anything they needed to. Which is burning is a is a is a general term. It doesn't necessarily mean they're actually technically burning it. It means mm. they're destroying it somehow so it can't be used. Um, you know, in the other scenarios where you're actually out there doing something, it's not common. It's not as common as you would think. It's kind of your last ditch. I don't want mm. you to take anything that I might have that might be need to be secured, and I can't secure it. So therefore, I'm going to destroy it. I think we might see that a little bit with the nails in Star Citizen because they'll be dropped down mm. and just left there. So um, yeah. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. Back to uh, regu right. regu regularly scheduled program. Sorry, go go ahead. And 
Adding on to that too, um, a lot of the military dropships, usually you'll see capability, certain ones we'll talk about today, where they can actually hang around the battle space and provide close air support or continually ferrying infantry to and from the battlefield as well. They're a little bit more hardier or they're up-gunned, up-armored, things like that. Or, or provide just um, not just overwatch, but observation. Being able to mm. feed the teams on the ground, um, not intelligence, but information of what's occurring on the battlefield. Okay. Um, anything else you want to cover there before we go into the chairs? Or the seats, I should say. Not chairs. No, I think it's good. So, so basically, the, uh, the way you guys have described it to me is jump seats and drop seats. So who wants to explain the difference between the two? Um, I'll take jump seats if you want to take drop seats, Trazen. Yeah. Um, so a jump seat is a seat that's not intended for long travel distances. It's short travel distances. So the prime example that we all know of are the seats in the back of a black, colorless black. Um, they, they, they're not permanent. They're not hard. You pull down, you might have a belt in them. They might be able to secure you, but it's just a waist belt. It's not something that's going to be able to take a huge amount of turbulence for your body. So, so, so is, is that basically the fundamental difference is like, like you're fully strapped in like a full harness for, um, a drop seat and a jump seat is more like what, when you're in an airplane. What I would say is imagine being on a roller coaster and the thing comes down in front of you and then you go down the big drop and do loops. Now imagine doing that with just a seatbelt on. Yep. That's the difference of, of what your body would go through. Yeah. So it's, it's for full gravity and stuff. So it can't, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. All right. Do you need to explain it, Jason? I think we kind of did explain it, but. Uh... Well, no, I mean, you're essentially, yeah. I, a drop seat is essentially something like a bar that's going to go over you a you know a four four to six point harness that's locking you in place something for a little bit longer distance those are you can still jump out of those you know airframes but it's a lot harder to get in and out and it's definitely for more volume more people or things that you're carrying you're going to have drop seats for sure can can there is a, so, so you gave me the example of the cutlass black for um a uh, 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 drop, uh, sorry, was it a j jump seat? So can you give us an example of the other one? So, so give, me, give me two ships, one that's got a, ju a jump seat and one that's got a drop seat. Hoplite. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right, so hoplite. It's basically that sure. pull-down bar that looks like a roller coaster bar. That's, mm -hmm. in, in, for, for practical purposes, that bar system that we see in uh, Star Citizen, that's not a real-life thing for the most part. It's, it's real life and roller coasters. You're not going to, what Drazen said, as far as point harnesses, that's more of really what we're talking about. The yeah. ability to mm -hmm. be able to be clipped in where your shoulders and your body are secure. Your legs might flap around, but the rest of your body's secure. So, so it's mm -hmm. gamified is, is what you're kind of saying. It is. It's, yeah. And it's, yeah. it's going to be a lot easier to use. Cause I can tell you getting out of a point harness, you get snagged on stuff. There's the bar going up, being able yeah. to stand up with your weapon and go, yeah, it's gamified. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So I guess we'll move on to, um, this fleet view image here, and we've kind of grouped them up into different groups. So, do you, uh, Drazen, do you want to just tell everyone real quickly what these three groups are then? Yeah, essentially, um, on the group on our screen left here, we've got mm -hmm. the five what we would consider um, transports, uh, transport dropships. Um, that's the first five group. Um, I'm not going to go through each of those, we'll do plenty of that today. Um, mm -hmm. The second little grouping you'll see with the Valkyrie and Cutlass Steel are what we would consider true dropships and their yep. role and their capabilities. And the two that you see off to the right of those, Prowler and the Hoplite, are what we would consider specialized dropships. 
Finally, we'll round everything off with the ones on the right, and those are our honorable mentions, ships that we think you know can perform dropship or transport-like capabilities, but maybe don't really fit into the categories that the other ships do. So there's four groups, and I just can't count. Okay, that's fine. All right, let's uh, <laughs> let's kick it off with the Genesis because this is this this was a late addition. Uh, we 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 ummed and art about in kind of including it um, because it's not in the game yet. Uh, but well, SA, I'll let you talk about it. You're the one that kind of kind of sold me on this. So the the, the there is talk about it being a mili- having military com- type stuff. So yeah. So I can I, like most people, I've completely forgotten about this ship because it was the first you know Crusader ship, and it's the last one to be implemented yet. Um, looking uh, so in lore, and this, to best of my recollection, I'm sure you know Paul and Algrid could could put more to this, but mm-hmm. they're they are used for transporting military personnel to yes. forward. Now forward is relative, and that comes to whether or not you have um, a secured airfield. You secure the airspace. You have a landing zone. There are different places you would bring a ship like this. But I think Drazen can probably speak to more of like where this ship would go and what it would be used for. Well, I'll ask, and Drazen might be able to answer this as well. Then, so for me, this would be akin to actually flying troops from America to Afghanistan. It wouldn't be to the front line. It would be most of the way. That that's what you see this as, Drazen, or am I? Yeah, absolutely. It would be that, you know, long range, long distance, you know, hey, we've got our troops over here at the home base and we need to take them out to a uh, another secured base that we have in another system. It would take them that long haul, that long distance. It's going to land in a place that has a secured um, space up mm-hmm. in actual space, um, a secured, you know, air and secured ground as well. Um, it, I would liken it to the C5 Galaxy, where it's very large, very bulky. It requires an actual firm airfield to land on. Not something that you want getting even a single bullet in. It's a little too soft for that, but can carry a whole lot of stuff. So I'm going to add a little thing off the cuff that we didn't talk about before. But I'm, after we finish talking about them all, I'd like you to talk about what seats it has in it so people can start to see that difference between jump seats and drop sheets. So I'm, mm. I'm assuming yeah. this is jump seats, yes? We don't know. Like, we, we, they've said it's a military transport. Um, there was an image put out a long time ago that I think was a white box so, or initial so, concept so, image. So the civilian, the civilian version would be jump seats. The military could be one or the other. I'm assuming could be a, we don't know, yeah, to be yeah. determined. Okay. Yeah. But the civilian version, you would assume it's jump seats? I I would think it would be like luxurious jump seats, like something more comfortable. But yeah, Yeah. it wouldn't be your, we're going to do barrel rolls in this as we come down. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Anything to add on that one or should we move on to the next one? Uh, Just that this is, out of all the ships that are in this list, this is the one, it's listed here because it's been announced for so long. This is the one that's not in game. The rest of the ones that are on this list are in game. 100%. Well, right, next, the Liberator. Next cab. Oh, well, that's more. Well, oh, Liberator. Yeah, that's sorry. the same thing. Yeah. And now that does actually, he's technically got you by the yeah. balls there. He's correct. He does, All right, yeah. M2. So, Drazen, tell us about the M2. M2 is going to be, for those who know planes in real life, this is going to be your, your C-17 Globemaster. Uh, M2 is up armored. It can definitely take a bit more of a beating. Um, it is a ship that you can take to... Uh, into airspace that may maybe have just been recently uncontested, um, but definitely contested ground. You're landing it on a uh, 
hardly secured airfield. It doesn't, it's an airstrip. It, it hasn't even been paved. You've got some guys on the ground pulling security, a lot of what I did in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can definitely take a beating, nothing you want to have in sustained fire. You'd take it behind enemy lines or within spitting distance of the front lines for sure. So I'm just quick question about that then. Is the armor like more of a just in case shit hits the fan? Is that, is that kind always, of what I'm hearing? Yeah, okay. It's always oh. best to view armor as a, you don't want to have to use it, but it's nice to have because of the situations right. you're putting it in. I mean, when armor is physicalized, I think one of the things we're going to see with these ships that are more armored is that their the ability to control them is going to be less. So they're going to be slower by the nature of how they can maneuver. Um, they won't be quite as nimble. So because of that, like you could take this, could you take this theoretically to the front lines and drop off a bunch of folks? Yeah, you could. But, you know, let's say there's a weird part about the M2, the C2, and the, and the A2, which is the C2 and A2 don't have drop seats. They have no seats in them. Um, this one does, but the yeah. seats are intended for the crew. However, mm-hmm. could you put all the crew in the vehicles and then have the vehicles roll out and then have people, troops follow? You could, but those troops would then have to get up, get their stuff, go to an elevator, take turns going down the elevator with their stuff, then run out the ramp. It's not a, I'm going to put you into a hot zone and you're going to, and you're going to be there because that ship has to sit there too long. Mm. So you want to kind of land it to further in a, in a kind of, not a rear landing zone, but a, a, a semi-permissive, secured, semi-secured landing zone where you can roll off, get those things off, which is going to take longer than a true dropship, an insertion ship, and then it would take off and, and head out. Last question, jump seats or drop seats? this one uh these are drop seats drop seats for sure okay all right the liberator um now i i struggle to see this as a drop ship at all um but cig's marketing has these photos that show show the the tank rolling down the ramp is that fantasy island in your guys books or what do you guys If you have to shoot coming down the ramp on a ship this big, you're done fucked up. Like yeah. you're just you're in the wrong place. <laughs> yeah, because because I because I would see if we when we talked about the Genesis, I would see, picture this being the same where it takes you most of the way, but not all the way to the front line. So it get, it get, gets you almost there, and then you fly the last leg yourself, type of thing, or or or, or, or going to something more combat orientated uh, to get on, get onto the the front line. Am I mistaken in that, or is that how you guys say it as well? I could see it like that. I could also see this ship kind of being, you know, the Genesis takes it to that secured airfield, that secured base. Maybe this ship takes it from that side of the planet to the other side of the planet, kind of a heavy lift okay. platform to, to ferry it between a secured base to maybe an unsecured airfield, but that has security. It's not necessarily going to be getting shot as you're rolling off of it, like Essay said, huh. but you're within, you know, um, a, a click or two of, of some action. So it gets it yeah. close enough. Mm. I, I yeah. think we agree on the um, where it lands. I think in, in, from my perspective, I see this more of the amphibious assault ship from, ship from orbit, yeah. where you bring in your own small, um, not fighter escort necessarily, but a little bit of air cover and mm. the ability to, those would escort it down to ground and then it would just roll out. But again, same thing, not on the front lines, just slightly behind where you're not taking direct fire. I don't have any um, grounding in, well, I was going to say, to me, this almost looks like a hovercraft. You know how you have that amphibious assault hovercraft? That's yeah, yeah, what it's this basically. Looks like. um, 
and, and I know I remember um, you showed me a whole bunch of pictures actually, and that that's what I'm thinking of. It, it does look very similar to that. Obviously, the advantage of doing ships and ground vehicles is there's not really much else that does that, but it just I don't think you'd predominantly want to use this as a dropship. To me, it, it I think it would just take too much damage. Um, and there's not enough defense on it. There's only two people to defend it. Well, it's about getting off that ship too, right? So how long is it going to be landed? How long does it take it to take off and land? It's a big ship. It's going to be heavy. So if you imagine, yeah, the ramps come down immediately, you know, your tanks or whatever, ballistas come out, it's going to take them a minute or two to get out. But in addition to that, you have all those jump seats. If you're bringing troops with those, you know, they have to go out, go out, you know, they can exit on the top or the into the bottom hangar, but then they got to run down the ramp. It's not a quick insertion craft you're not going to get out yeah. of it quickly so it's just a sitting target while it's on ground which kind of removes that drop part of it which is quickly in and out more of a transport so, yeah. yeah that's drop seats but that's it's more of a transport role yep all right one of my favorites uh raisin it's been nerfed to death um what do you want to tell me about the redeemer redeemer yeah so it's a very very interesting ship um kind of falling in the transport category, which I'll let SA head on here shortly. This is definitely, as we were discussing, kind of your hind. Um, it can mm -hmm. definitely carry troops to the front line, but the thing is a flying gun. Uh, yeah. It can deal out a lot of DPS. It can hang around, bully the enemy for quite a bit, keep their heads down while people are getting offloaded. Hell, you take this in with a, maybe a, a liberator. Um, mm. or other similar platforms, you know, that way they can get offloaded and not have to worry about getting shot at much, yeah. if any at all. So, but so, SA, you want to head on the transport side of uh, this? Well, well, I just want to have my say first. So I'm going to be rude because it's my show. <laughs> and I'm going to oh, yeah. interject and have my say first. Uh, no, uh -oh. so, so, so real quickly, um, for me, I, I think this is not the first choice for a dropship. I think it's more of an Overwatch craft. Uh, craft uh, uh, like now having it in game and, and played with it and i think it is ver it'll be versatile with the modules it gets but i don't think any one of those modules will be the first choice for what it does i think it's a versatility ship it's it's what you take when you only own a redeemer if you have the other ship you should take that instead type of thing but it doesn't make the redeemer um useless i think it takes the Rede redeemer back to its primary role which i think is overwatch so um if you're taking in heaps of people and you've got less craft, then maybe the Redeemer will help with that. But I don't think it's your first choice. Do you disagree with me? I say, or you probably do. I don't know. I mean, no, it's definitely not your first choice. I think, though, um, so the Redeemer has four drop seats up top. And my big problem with this ship, we're not, I'm not even going to go into the modularity eventually that yep. it may get, that was already stated. My big problem is in the design is that to me that living crew quarter should be upstairs. Those yep. drop seats should be downstairs. And so same, if it had that, it, same problem you described as the liberator. Yeah, it just takes too long to to get out of the ship. I mean, the, the idea is you have the weapons racks downstairs, you have your armor, all that, but that's for the crew. And then you have these four jump seats. So you might have your weapons with you. You might be a, a soft skin team, but you have to still get out of your seat, go down a ladder, and then get out a ramp. Yeah. Now the two places, and also four drop seats is not a traditional, even special operations size. It's just not enough people. Yeah. So how, what could it be used for as a drop ship though? I could see it landing, you know, five clicks away, low energy signature, two sniper team gets, or two observer sniper teams get out and they go on foot towards an objective to provide eyes on target. Mm -hmm. 
you know, basically two hilltops looking down, providing feedback to the to the commander of that vehicle goes up, and then provides that overwatch and observation, but then also guides in the actual assault team. Like, here's where you're going to come in from. Here's what my people are seeing on ground. Um, there's also a, a kind of a weird thing that isn't in game yet, but I think will be eventually, which is aerial insertion. So if you're going to jump jump from something over a hostile environment, this might be your ship to do it because that ramp folds mm-hmm. down to the rear and you just walk off that ramp. Um, really quickly from both of you, um, 20 seconds or less each, what would you like to see the drop module for this be? What would you like to, it to be in that bottom room? Because for me, I'm thinking it's basically four more drop seats um, and maybe bigger ones so bigger people in heavy armor can sit in them um gun racks and things mm. like that what, what what would you guys like to see in that um the drop module if they end up putting that in as a module exactly what you said get rid of the uh beds put four actual drop seats like are uh, that are above so you essentially have eight drop seats so that's yep. essentially what i'd do and maybe a quicker um, way to get downstairs like an actual lift instead of a um that could be really cool actually if you had a lift that went like right down that would be kind of cool. I, anyway, I, I digress. It'd be nice, but I could also do without it as well. Mm. Just to speed up that deployment. SA, um, do you want to add to that? I would say the same thing or some type of hybrid or dedicated medical capability. So like a single, um, maybe it's jump seats on the side, not drop seat, seats because you're picking up people on planet. You're not going through atmosphere. Can, mm. It's not rugged. And then you have the ability to just pull down a, a makeshift stabilization medical bed. If you have injuries and take them out of theater, I think that would be um, right of the uh, the area of operations. I, I think that'd see, be pretty cool. I would see that as a separate module, but I totally agree. I I, I think I think it like like almost similar to a Cutlass Red, um, like a hot. I would even say less capable. Just one bed. Sorry, is what, just one bed is what you're yeah. kind of saying. I'm thinking like a stretcher stabilizer, like something yeah. that basically, you know, they have those stretchers that are going to be the hover stretchers, mm. just the ability to be able to pull it in and then it locks in somehow to the, so you can then take off with it without it sliding around the inside. Kind of like a um, VIP reg- recovery drone or something like that. That'd be kind of funny. So you can just send in one drone that sucks one guy out almost. Yeah. I can see where you're going with that. I see more of like somebody, it just being like a hover you know, skid or some uh, scud, like something mm. that you can put somebody in, and then you, one guy has to drag it with their hand as they go forward and get it back and push them in, lock them in. It takes off and takes your injured away. I mean, I think that would add a depth of gameplay that we don't currently have. Something like that for that module. The retaliator essay. Um, so the retaliator is an interesting piece because you know that's the whole um, modularity. You know, the, the, it's the first. I think it's the first ship they sold modules for. Right? Was it that or the that's Vanguard? Correct. Um, I yeah, so believe they, it was the Retaliator, yeah. So they they sold these modules, and one of them is a drop module, and it even has a charging station for, I believe, armor, if I'm not mistaken. Um, the reason why this is in transport more than it is in a true dropship is, one, the size of the Retaliator. It's just a big target coming in. Two, that those seats have to be lowered down. So it's like, even though it may end up being a fast ship, we don't know yet. We don't know how quickly you're going to be able to get in and out of it. I think it's even simpler than that. It had two elevators. They've lowered it now to one. That you can have maybe three people on one lift at a time come down on. That tells you everything you need to know. This is not a fast, rapid deploy vehicle. This is a slow and methodical. I would even argue that it would be faster for it to dock to get people off than to get off on via an elevator. 
So I actually thought, I had a thought on this when the first came out, which is I'm wondering, because we don't know yet, they haven't really said what the functionality is going to be. But since you do have those Bombay doors, that maybe those doors open and that entire module lowers. And then okay. you just get out of your that. seat and walk off. I'll give you that. If, the, if that is how it works, that's pretty cool. I will give you that. But I never thought of it like that. What about you, Raisin? Uh, I mean, I see, I see kind of the retaliator as your your C-130, it's really not going to have any, I don't believe any of the modules are for any vehicle transport. So I would say yeah. this is your, this is your C-130. It can definitely fly in, can definitely take some beatings. Um, it doesn't have as many bits that can be shot off. Um, I would say it's definitely like that. If anything in real life, um, I, I could really see for sure the, all of the seats dropping down and then people just hopping out of their seat boots on the ground as well. Um, is there any benefit to the sure. stealth paint on it at all? Like being harder to see, Could like be. a stealth night thing, yeah. maybe? I don't know. Yeah. I'm just playing with things because I, I do know certain select Aegis ships have the stealth paint, and that's one of them. So uh, Definitely an upside in certain situations. Agreed. Um, tagging on to what Drazen said, um, with it being a C-130 type of ship, two things. One, it doesn't have that rear ramp, so you really don't have that aerial insertion potential if it is eventually there, unless they make a module that drops nails or something like that mm -hmm. out of the bottom of it. And nails are the drop pods in, in lore. Mm -hmm. um, second thing is you have that cargo module. So what we have in, re um, what I'd love to see is a gray cat like um, MRZR, like a little tactical buggy that could be in that cargo bay. So even though it's smaller, it still has like a crew serve weapon. Your little team gets in it, they take off. So well, that'd be a really cool a, addition that we make. There was a gray cat vehicle on the uh, vehicle vote page. So you're probably going to get your wish. Um, a bigger that, gray that'd cat. That'd be amazing. Something smaller than a cyclone, but like mm. more disposable basically. All right. Moving on to what you guys called the true drop ships. Best cap off the rank is the Valkyrie. So Drazen, you want to tell me about the uh, Valkyrie? Gosh, yeah. I would love this ship if it wasn't for the price tag that's on it. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a phenomenal ship. Um, some what, oddities what, about it are the drop seats all the way up front. Can we, yeah, I'm going like, to interrupt you again. Can we talk about that real mm -hmm. quickly then? Um, the fact that most of the drop ships actually look like they have some kind of drop ship tax. What, why do you guys think that is? So, Drazen, I'll let you go first. I think it appeals to a lot of people's, myself included, our fantasy of being able to fly a ship in under fire and drop off a bunch of troops. Um, that is definitely a role that a lot of people want to fulfill. I think the CIG marketing team has found that out and for some reason decides to throw a very high value on these type of ships. Now, maybe they do that because they see something we don't, theaters of war or what the gameplay is going to be like in the verse when it comes to fps combat maybe there's something there that we haven't grasped yet or they just want more money i couldn't tell you but it is pretty crazy i would say there's definitely a dropship tax for sure essay your thoughts on that i mean i agree with what drazen said i, I would my perspective um is that it's not a drop ship tax it's an fps tax yeah. um it's in, in my yeah, mind what so. You can own the airspace over a bunker, but if you don't own that bunker, you don't own that bunker. Like, so it's about capturing that space. And I think that's why it's char it's that price is it's about capturing. It allows players and groups of kinetic FPS uh, orgs to capture a location. And it's the only way to do it currently. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. I mean, some odd things about the ship are the drop seats. It does have, you know, drop seats, but they're all the way up front. 
not only are you having to get up and out of those, you're also having to walk through an airlock. Yeah, that's you know, those, it's just odd into the vehicle bay and then out of the ramp. And, and, and you're in a secured area, atmospherically secured in your drop seats, but the crew is not. That makes yep. zero sense. No sense. No yeah. sense at all. Well, the pilot is, but not the uh, not the gunners, so to speak. So, yeah, but I get I get what you're saying. Like like you're basically almost killing the crew as soon as something goes wrong. So it's yeah, kind of weird. Um, yeah, I I think this again. You look at the the ship pipeline. I just think this was somewhere in the middle of it, and so they missed a few strokes. But I don't think they couldn't go back and just put a wall in to to, to kind of fix that problem. Yeah, or an air and, and maybe or just. There. Yeah, or windows or something like that. You know, wall with the with windows. I think that would fix it as well. So, hopefully, yep. Yeah, hopefully, get back to fixing it. The steel. Um, I spell it with an A, not a not not a double E. Um, I think this. I I've I haven't talked with Paul, but I have watched his show that he did on it yesterday. Um, his office hours, and I 100% agree with him. It is a $150 ship. It is not a $235 ship, <laughs> not by a country mile. Um, and, and the fact that as soon as you go Hopolite and Steel, and they're the same price, tells you everything you need to know. And, I, and I'm not even the biggest fan of a Hopolite, but they're two drop ships, and I would take the Hopolite any day of the week over this one. Um, for me, putting so many people... Well, I think even Paul says himself, uh, you don't put all your eggs in one basket. It's just that simple. It, it's not strong enough of a ship. And for me, it looks like it's clearly designed for theatres of war to get you up to the space station and off the ship as quickly as possible because it's too weak. Um, th that's what I think it's literally being designed for. And I've probably said everything you guys are going to say, but Brazen, yeah. your thoughts I mean, on the I'll steel. come in here. This is, for any military people out there, people who know about uh, airframes in real life, this is the Osprey. This is a, you know, it's a VTOL aircraft, but if you've ever been that's in one or you've heard about it, that's the aeroplane one. turning to helicopter. Um, things are rife with a lot of issues, a lot of mechanical. Whenever you're in them, it's like you're in a Humvee that's going 50 miles an hour. You feel like you're going to be shaken to death. They crash all the time. They're just not solid airframes whatsoever. And it is definitely the in-game equivalent of that. Um, that's really all I have to say about it, though. <laughs> what about USA? Um, you know, I'm going to lump this. I'll do a little comparison of this in the Valkyrie, because I'm not a big fan of the Valkyrie because of where the jump seats are. It does take vehicles, but it's it doesn't really have good... Um, turret or gun coverage for the troops disembarking or for suppressive fire. Um, However, it does have armor. It does have good shields. Um, this thing has neither. And you're, you're, you're getting 18 bodies. You're taking it in. You're on a fairly soft frame, comparatively. Um, they put all these guns on it thinking like, oh, yeah, all this firepower. No one's going to mess with you. You're going to have complete suppressive fire. These are size one weapons, and there are just too many of them. Why would you have a size one mount on the rear ramp blocking your ramp access um, right where your people are coming in and out? Um, when you have a size two right above it that doesn't block where they're coming and doesn't necessarily shoot your people. It makes no sense. 100%. And then putting two guns on the side doors, yeah, if you want to like angle your ship and just go around for suppressive fire, but you have the Redeemer. Those are size fives. Why would you, yeah. you know, that's that's a different higher price point, but still it's just not, it, the design of the ship doesn't make sense for the dollar amount, for the for the amount of seats it has in it where you're putting all your eggs in one basket. Um you know, when you look at the, I think Paul made this comparison, but you look at the price of the black, 
and you can take two blacks and a dragonfly for the same price as this thing and yeah. take two full fire teams with you it just doesn't make sense so cutting into my speech on the black that's what i was going to talk about but that's fine um <laughs> that, what i was going to ask though is that back turret i would love to say see that on say something like the cutlass red i like so when it's being yeah. chased it can you know the bounty hunter ship i, I, I could see that on yeah. i could see that turret being taken and put them back on every other variant um the upscaling of the the turret guns from size i believe some i haven't checked this but i believe they've gone to size threes yeah threes. yeah why the fact that the, put that I, on the other I, variants so i i own a blue and the fact that the blue is a size two and that's your you know supposed to be your kinetic um going after somebody and that is because right now when you look at the blue and the black um and the red, although scanning isn't in the game for the red yet, those that co-pilot seats on all those and the turrets are pretty much useless. If you bring a turret gunner in one of those things, you know, they're they're not the main show. The pilot is because he's controlling most of the firepower. But I'm getting off track. <laughs> but but but, but I can even see like um a, a, a molding of the variants. So what I mean by that is I could see one where they take the top turret off and only yeah. have the back turret and stuff like that. Like I, I, like a mixing and matching. I'd almost take what they've done with this and go back and layer some of it into the other variants. Um, but that's just me. Drazen, did I ask you about this already? I don't know if I have. I'm forgetting. Yeah. Did I ask you about the skill? <laughs> I did. Right. Okay, we'll, we'll move on then. Yes. Oh, yeah. Right, we'll move on. All right, so next cab off the rank is the Prowler. Now, we did talk about the the tax before, and I think this thing gets whacked with so many taxes it makes it the most expensive waste of space in the game. Um, you get a combat tax, an alien tax, um, and as you said, a dropship or first-person shooter tax. And I think it gets all of them because of that. And I think it's what... It's ridiculous, quite frankly. <laughs> um i love the look of it i think it will have a really cool unique place in game but it's just way too expensive let's say your thoughts on the prowler so i look at it i do agree that it's too expensive and definitely for real world cash it's it to me i don't think it makes sense for anyone to buy this with real money um that being said um stealth insertion if it does what lore says it does, is going to make it an extremely effective ship for special operations teams. It is very big for that type of ship, in my opinion, but it will be the pinnacle of insertion ships based off of current lore. And take into account, too, the when Gravlev comes in and you have the ability to basically use it as almost like, not a tank, but like a mobile firing platform for that team, um, I see it potentially having a lot of value and also it has a very unique feature, which I wasn't expecting. So it has those air shields. It has the ability mm -hmm. to open up those air shields for people to walk out either the side of the ship or the rear ramp of the ship, which to me leads me to believe for um, space uh, stealth missions, landing on ships or getting to ships and also on ground, it's going to be all around your superior. I'm going to come in and capture a point or come in under radar and take and come attack you. So, so we've also heard that those um, air shields will end up on the colors black on the side doors. Now, that was old things, so that may change. Um, but also, if you've seen people, like a lot of streamers this week, have been dropping out of ships in Atmo and testing the new Gravlev stuff, and they've literally been able to land on planets and not die, like it, like Gravlevs them onto the ground. Can you imagine this ship literally just free-falling? And then literally, like just the last couple of seconds before it lands, it turns on and the Gravlev just yeah. super stealth mode. Um, oh, I can yeah. see that. That would make this ship amazing in my book. Your thoughts, Drazen? 
No, absolutely. I mean, if if we can play out that situation especially, I mean, you're essentially flying dark. That would be phenomenal. I mean, there the only way you'd see it is through eyesight, and mm. you can slip under their radar. I think that would be yeah. a perfect stealth insertion platform. I, a lot of what SA said, you know, this is definitely going to be the stealth insertion dropship. Yeah, it does carry a lot of people in it for sure, but I think in the right hands, you can put, you know, eight to 12 people um, at mm-hmm. a enemy's front door and he's none the wiser. So uh, this is going to be a phenomenal dropship for the specific role that it will inhabit, but it is extremely overpriced. So, <laughs> Well, well, until recently, um, and I, when I say recently, I mean the last 12 months, people were complaining that the Hopolite was actually more expensive in-game than this was. And so they changed that because of complaints so I don't like the fact that marketing is now affecting the price of ships that should be backed by design. Um, so that's my biggest complaint about this ship, and it's got really nothing to do with the ship itself. It's more the marketing team. Um, interesting ones. Starfarer. Now, these are in Go here. Are you just skipped the hoplite, man. I know it's the hoplite, man. All right, we're going back to the hoplite. Sorry. <laughs> wow. All right, the hoplite. The ship that was designed to be the dropship for Squadron 42, and then they moved on to the Valkyrie. And is this ship dead weight because of it? I mean, it's the ship that shouldn't exist and does. Um, I mean, they went from, we saw the the um, animation with the Redeemer, and then they went mm-hmm. to this, and then they went to the Valkyrie. So I think it's kind of the, uh, kind of the, you know, what is it? The Suffers from some middle child syndrome for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Um, yeah, when I look at the, the so all that being said, and I'll just jump right into it with, with where, where I think this ship may be good. Um, its aerodynamics are excellent. Um, it's at good speed. Uh, it has a rear exit ramp, which is going to, and the seats are are positioned in a way where it can effectively unload its 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 team. Um, I think this is your fast insertion for a small special operations team type mm-hmm. of ship. It may not be stealthy, but it it has that capability. It has really good firepower for a ship its size. Um, Forward-facing, and the turret's a little underpowered, but missiles and firepower. Um, so but, you're saying aerial and space insertion? Yeah, so my personal view of this ship, where and we don't have these mechanics in, so this is me theory crafting, but eventually I believe we're going to get aerial insertion of some type. A parachute, retro thruster, jump boots, whatever, backpack, who knows. But Maybe. We could easily see this ship high altitude above the radar or scanner capabilities of a of an outpost. Um, up there, you know, six guys stand up, they walk off that back ramp, and they you know, insert themselves as a forward oper- um, observation team or a special operations team to hit an objective. So I think Grayson? there's a lot of possibility for this ship. Grayson, do you agree with that? Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I, I think the possibilities are endless for the role that this ship can can do. I think it does suffer a lot from that middle child syndrome. Um, and I think we see it a lot in the design and kind of the weirdness and the role that we see it fitting. I think mm. if we are able to do aerial insertions, this ship will have a definite strength. It is one of those ships that can definitely hang around the battlefield and provide some supporting fire for the troops that it drops off. Again, it's kind of in a weird spot because it's not like it's dropping off a ton of troops. It's not like it has mm. a ton of firepower. Definitely has a ton of armor for sure, but 
you know, definitely a very strange ship nowadays. I, I, I think for me, if they give it, they go through another pass on the Vanguard, I think it would make it another interesting module. So you basically just have four modules instead of three for the Van, uh, Vanguard. And I don't think that's a, necessarily a terrible thing, but I don't think it'll ever be, I think it falls back in that versatility role. Kind of what, what I mentioned about the Redeemer before, where it'll never be the pinnacle, but I think just having that flexibility is a good thing. So again, you'd be more likely to take something like a Prowler for for, for stealth reasons than this. Um, but for me, I'd love it to have a more unique role, but I don't think it's ever going to get that. I think it falls under that same thing as the Redeemer. Exact same problem as in it was a ship that was designed for something and then got changed. Same thing here. Um, so I just don't think it'll be that pinnacle ever again. All right. So we're on to, what do we call these? Couldn't cl be classified type style of ships. Oh, these are the honorable mention lists. <laughs> yeah. So, so, I, so this the reason why the Starfarer, we could probably put the, both the Starfarer and the Starfarer G in the same uh, column here because they're basically for the same reasons. But basically there's like 20 um, jump seats, I believe, on in, in the, the cargo bay. So, um, SA, I'll let you talk about that a bit. Yeah, I can't remember the number it's uh, exactly, but uh, the ability for it to be able to take vehicles in those jump seats, I mean, it deserves to be noted. Mm -hmm. um, does it make a ton of sense to take a fuel transport down, you know, anywhere near the front lines? I think maybe a secure airfield for refueling capabilities, it makes sense. And then your crew is in there, your refueling crew, maybe support vehicles, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, but does it technically have the ability to drop, you know, um, soldiers or, or troops um, somewhat forward, yeah, it does. So you have an armored Gemini. You can take the Starfare, the regular one in. And I wouldn't do that, but it's a possibility. So, so it could basically, if you're in a push, you could put it, put it in the transporter category. Yeah, I mean, you might throw on some reinforcements onto this while you're bringing it forward to a secured airfield, so they can get off of this and get onto something else. And it does have armor, the Gemini at least. And in real life, um, these fuel bladders, the you know the, the fuel tanks, not only are they baffled, but they have self-sealing. Um, material in them so that if they're shot with a ballistic round or there's a penetration, they'll seal themselves. So, um, you know, if it has that type of technology, you're taking it to an area where you might take a small round, but you're not going to get hit by a tank or, a, or an aircraft or a missile. Yeah, I mean, you could bring in a resupply easily. Yeah, I think I think for me, if they when they do the rework on this, if they ever do kind of change those seats around, I, I kind of see those seats probably more being for things like rocks or something like that, so they can, their passengers yeah. can get out and in, but we'll, we'll see what happens in the interest of time. Drazen, your thoughts on the Starfarer and Starfarer G? Yeah, I mean, I, I really see this, you know, filling that role of a, you know, you know, an air crew kind of support platform where you'd have those 20 drop seats with people who are going to run out and grab fuel lines to go refuel some some other ships or things like that. Um, yeah. I mean, in a pinch, and all of these ships, I'm going to say this, any of these ships, if you have this, we'll probably see it in the YouTube comments as well. Oh, well, I have this ship and I want to do exactly this with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all of these ships, and this one included, um, yeah. is one of those where, yeah, in a pinch, you could probably use it in some sort of drop ship, you know, either transport or troop transport mm -hmm. function. Is it going to be great for it? Nah. But Unless you're also you doing do um, subversive type stuff. So you want them to think See, it's not a drop ship, but it's actually You want them to think you're yeah. just resupplying Real, the tanks and not dropping off crews for the tanks, yeah. <laughs> Real quick, um, how many cyclones does this hold? Does, do you know off the top of your head? I know it holds like one. A, roughly around four. I guess my yeah. Okay, so I mean... The only advantage that uh, that this may have over other ships as far as a 
um, not a frontline dropship, but the ability to have those seats is that if you brought a couple of Cyclone MTs for field security, this could provide your, you know, if it could, especially if it's four, if it could roll out four MTs, even two, you're providing security for that airfield. That's, that's a value. Mm-hmm. Um, that's I that's call it a drop my head, ship, by the way. Not- it could, I could be completely, utterly wrong. In fact, I'm willing to bet I'm wrong, but um, I think- I know it holds at least four. one. I think it's two, but I, I can't remember. For it's the day on rally, they usually put about four to six inside of it. You can oh, sandwich wow. six, but yeah. usually four is what yeah. you could standard need, put in. Yeah, that's what I would use it for. I mean, I'd secure your airfield with that. That's your refueler and four MTs come out to cover the field. Now, can we chuck the C2 and A2 together or are they separate for you two? Mm, I mean, everything I'll say about the C2 is going to apply to the A2, just besides the space. I mean, the A2 can't carry as much as the C2. Well, you tell us about, you tell us your thoughts then, Drazen. Yes, C2 is is very likened to the M2 minus the armor, so I would say the the C2, you could land it similarly to what you do the M2. Um, So essentially the, or a secured airstrip, but not an actual airfield is probably the not place you want to take it. You could, in a pinch, use it as an M2, but I would see this being like the Starfare Gemini. You're transporting people from a system to a base and a you know area of conflict, um, definitely using it and a lot of similar functions as you would the Gemini, just a different platform. You could use it in a pinch like an M2, but again, you really don't want the ship getting shot at. It's going to get noticed, so... Really, it depends on what you're willing to do to put this thing in danger. So, and how much are you giving up with the A2, in your opinion? How much are you in the A2, you're giving, yeah. a, you're taking a lot of firepower and giving it to the A2, you know, with its bombs um, and its turrets, but you're giving up a ton of space. Maybe you're dropping off a special, I honestly, the ship and SA, tell me if I'm wrong here. I could see them dropping off a JTAG team to then laser designate those bombs. I could definitely see the ship being used as that. I, I agree. One of the things that um, I talked about previously with the use of this is that it could drop off um, and, and like a couple of RNs with uh, JTACs um, mm-hmm. or any type of attack. And uh, even like a Fister or somebody who's going to be able to designate targets at distance if it's not even for the ship. But like, Do you want to explain a little bit of what you just said there? So. Afford, don't uh, speak um, FO, no yes, FOs yeah. and JTACs, yeah. yeah. So JTACs are uh, joint, uh, they, they essentially, I won't use, I'll use layman terms with this. Um, yeah, they yeah, are essentially the ones who are allowed to communicate with a airship, a spaceship, whatever you'd like to call it. They can communicate to them and give them a idea of what the battlefield layout is and how they should drop munitions on a target without the aircraft even seeing it. They're able to relay all of that so a, needed information. So a scout and laser targeter type person. Sometimes. Exactly. Yeah, sometimes, but I would say it gives them more of a read of the land without them actually being able to see it. Planes are flying very fast. They're not going to get to look and see, oh, I should come at this approach. That's what the JTAC's for, and a forward observer as well, in a sense, um, in layman's terms. But I don't know, SA, if you want to go dig deep. No, no, I, I think you're there. I would just kind of <laughs> elaborate the, the synergy with the A2. So if the A2 had a JDAM equivalent, something that is a guided munition, um, it could actually drop so high from atmosphere with with a, with a forward observer slash JTAC that, you, that A2 wouldn't even be able to see the target. They'd be receiving comms saying, you know, this is the, you know, this is the designation, not even necessarily a laser. It could be a grid coordinate. Um, mm-hmm. And that gives a huge amount of flexibility and security to that aircraft. 
Um, it can also afford observer or someone who is tra trained to guide in artillery fire. We don't have artillery yet, but there's a good chance we'll get it. Um, that artillery could be over a mountain, can't see that target, and that forward observer is calling in the fire on that on that target. So there's a lot of possibilities, um, even potentially, like we said this in a previous episode, but laser guiding a bomb from an eclipse or retaliator, you know, designation. So, but the ability, the problem with the A2 is that it doesn't have jump seats, at least in its current state. So they would have to be, it would have to be a vehicle secured in the cargo grid um, with the team in the vehicle if they're actually not going to be thrown around the vehicle and completely knocked out. Is there, um, so I don't think add, is there anything you want to add on the C2? Um, just that it's not, it, if I were to take the C2 into anywhere, it would be a secured airfield. I think what Drazen said with it being kind of like, if we do get that cargo grid secured jump seat, um, our drop seat uh, modules that secure in the cargo grid, then yeah, it's that Genesis Starliner type of role of bringing in troops. Um, but I think the real value of it is in a secured landing zone or secured airfield, you're bringing in tonks and ballistas and the things that you need mm. to be able to push forward. That's the value of it. Yeah, I think I think because of the nature of where these two sit, for me, um, they don't fall into the drop. They're a drop they ship, but not they don't have drop sheets, so they don't. They're more for vehicles, and they. Um, I think the M two is the M two is the better of those three options because of its armor and the guns and all that other stuff. So yeah. Um, last but not least, uh, Drazen, you want to start out talking about Cutlass Black? Yeah. It's a Cutlass Black. It's the best value ship in the game for anything you want to do, almost. I mean, honestly, it's a ship I love. It's a ship I still own. I'll probably get rid of it at some point. But honestly, it has um, six little jump seats. Of course, mm -hmm. we had discussed this earlier. Um, right at the back, right towards the ramp. Um, are you expecting all six people to live when you get to where you need them to go? <laughs> But uh, it is a. Are you saying it's the Oscar the Grouch the of fridge. Star Citizen? The, the ever, <laughs> arriving in the trash can? <laughs> arriving in the trash can. Hey, it's even colored like a trash can. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's again, it's this friendship that hey, can it be used as a a transport or as a true drop ship? Not really, but guess what? In a pinch, if you got one sitting to the side, it could do it. You know. Mm. Say your thoughts on the Cutlass Black. Um, everything that Drazen said, and what I'll add to it is that uh, three main points. The first one is that this is the best ship in its general price category in the game. Um, as I already said, but the versatility this ship has, I think it's probably the next ship even closest to it is going to be the Taurus, as far as the ability and flexibility to do certain things. Um, you know, the, those jump seats, the way I see them being used is two ways. One, it's from ground to location. So it lands where troops are at, it takes them forward. I see it being far more effective than the steel. And again, with that diversifying your, your fire teams, lessening your strategic losses if you lose a vessel, I'd rather have three blacks taking four 18 crew, even with their mm -hmm. current armament, than I would having one steel yep. or, or even potentially one Valkyrie because it has the ability to put a cyclone in it um, or, or another vehicle. Uh, that being said, for the the two ways I see this being used, that ground one is the first one forward. I also see a very skilled and strategic um, org taking these off the deck of a Kraken, not going directly on target, but going off target, and then to in atmosphere, flying low and tight, coming up to something with those six jump seats loaded with with fire teams in those jump seats, and everybody getting off that vehicle with no injuries. 
It's all about how you use it. This is not your bull going in horns first. Yep. This is your, I'm going to go down and sneak up on you and land, get my people out and take off. You could still do those aerial insertions that you talked about too with this. And because it's a more commonly, you know, we talked about subversion as well, because it's a more common chip, you could probably get away with it. I think it's more versatile. I think, um, like you said, um, the, the vehicles in the back, especially if they bring up that gray cat, bigger um cyclone s competitor um the six sheet seats with one vehicle that makes so much more sense to me than um just all troops um if i was going to do all troops i'd take something way more armored than a color steel um yeah again the price like as we said uh, you said before two, two of these and a, a dragonfly why would you ever buy the steel uh it just it just doesn't make sense to me um this the reason this ship exists is why the steel looks so bad um quite frankly to me and i um not only is this one of the um a, a very versatile ship and, and a, a half decent drop ship it's probably the, the most versatile ship in the game at the moment like um you can do more with this in the game at the moment than most other ships in the entire game so if you're on a ship for the now that's this I mean, honestly, if you're in a cash pinch as well, I would say get this ship. I mean, I own it, and I want to do dropship stuff. I own it. I don't want to invest, you know, over 300 bucks for a Valkyrie. I want to invest, you know, a bunch of money for a Prowler. You know, I don't want a huge ship. Hell, I'd say most people I'd recommend you want to do a little bit of dropship stuff on the side. Get this ship, you know? It's, it's, so I get in a lot of uh, trouble for saying this on, on the InfoRunners Discord, but this is, in my opinion, the best drop ship in the game um it just has such versatility the ability to take a vehicle if they do it like a um mrzr like a small tactical fighting vehicle so, you know three uh, three guys on each side roll out pull security vehicle comes out it's that's what a chinook would do that's mm -hmm. what a, other other vehicles would do to, to put um a small fire team or special operations team on the ground it's and then you add to that you're done doing that what am i going to do i'll run a cargo for a while make some yeah. money oh i'll take a so rock down to planet side and make some money so it's not just a dropship. So it's a ship you can use every day of the week. And then on the weekend, when you do combat, you can still use it. Um, exactly. And out of, yep. out of all these dropships, the ships we're talking about doing it, you know, if let's be honest, are you really going to be doing these massive org? How, right now, the steel is half a server, almost half a server to, to, to take that ship out. Mm. You know, what are you going to be doing? You're going to be taking, you know, you, you know, if you load this up, nine people, you and uh, eight of your buddies, because you have the pilot, co-pilot, and the, and the turret operator, and you're going to go hit an outpost, or you're going to go hit something, and that's really the gameplay this provides. And it's going to be far more common than needing a steel to go in and insult. The steel and the Valkyrie are theaters of warships. That's a big point attack, point defense type of scenario. Uh, this is your day-to-day dropship. No. In fact, I would say if I was somebody on the ground and I saw ships to shoot at, you know, of, oh, hey, pick one ship out of all these <laughs> ships that are about to invade us that are coming down. I want to say, well, who's the dumbass? Oh, I don't know if we're allowed to cuss. Beep that out, maybe. Um, who, who's the idiot and the cutlass steel? Because if they're, if that thing's fully loaded, that thing is going to be the best target. So, you would yeah, shoot it just to make sure it's not full, though. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. it might be full Absolutely. of 20 people. I'll just kill it anyway. Um, yeah, exactly. That would be the one I would shoot at because I know I, I can pop that thing like a tin can and mm. my odds of it being full are probably pretty high. So, All right. Is there anything you guys want to add? 
or I'll start wrapping it up. I think um, I, I will add at the end, uh, the only ship on this list to me that if you, I wouldn't spend real world money on any of these ships. I'd get them in game. Um, I agree with that. I know that they have certain value to certain orgs. I can see if you want like something to transport your ships in Pyro, the Liberator is very tempting. Um, all that said, the only ship on this on this list that I think is potentially worth the money is the Black, and only because you can get it with a starter pack occasionally. It's you know if you need a starter ship that has a lot of versatility and you're willing to put that little bit of extra money over a Titan or you know another starter ship. It's a good investment. That's the all the other ships to me are earning game. Even even though I own a couple of them, I own a Redeemer, um, would, or at least I would a CC say one. So I, I'm going to modify what you said. I would say the Cutlass Black, the Redeemer, and the the two Starfarers because they do other things, not just the dropship role. Um, yes. Yeah, I, yeah, the that's, other, that's, oh wait, and the and the Retaliator. I should add that one in there as well. But that that the Retaliator is probably the bottom of that list because it's combat and dropship. But yeah, all the others. For me, yeah, they're, they're, they're more of an earning game. And I know a lot of people are going to come back and say, oh, things like the Hercules can do cargo and stuff. But I think there's a lot better cargo ships out there. Well, Teal is coming up oh, real soon. And you'll. I, I'm very interested to see how much um, other people's thoughts on the Hercules have changed in 12 months. Sorry, I say you want to say? It's okay. What I was going to say is, what's going to be easier? Is it going to be easier to earn? And we don't know this yet. I'm not saying this is an absolute certainty. But is it easier to earn a Hopolite with a black or a black with a Hopolite? Because what does the Hopolite do? You know yep. what is it capable of doing versus the black? Yeah, and I think that's that, that's a key point. You've just hit the nail on the head in uh, head on there. Certain ships are gonna those more versatile ships are gonna be able to do more, so therefore earn more in different situations uh, mm -hmm. than something more niche. All right. Well, if yeah. you like this type of content, please leave a like. Um, if you dislike this type of content leave a dislike um if you would like to leave comments for drazen essay or myself we will read every single one we don't reply to every single one but we will definitely read them all um and let us know your thoughts um on on, on, on everything we've said both like do you agree with the different types of drop ships have they have, they have different roles are there certain ones more valuable to you guys than what we've suggested um i agree with both these gentlemen on on, on pretty much everything they've said um yeah just let us know your thoughts below drazen is there any or essays anything you would guys would like to ask people in the comments um what did we get wrong and what did we not think of i would add on to that are there any ships that we missed that you think could perform a dropship capability either in transport for troops or transport for vehicles that we might have missed Shouldn't have done that because now we're gonna get all these Idris, Endeavor, <laughs> yeah. like every javelin, oh, like they're gonna put all these crazy ships oh, in there. The Crucible, I see people, one. Oh, the um, the Polaris. I want to see people justify their purposes. In the Hammerhead, comment, or their purchases oh, yeah. in the comment. Yeah, <laughs> it can technically, yeah, technically, but uh, yeah, whether it should is another question. But yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Well, you guys, let us know. Um, he's been Drazen. He's been SA. I've been executed. Oh, subscribe? You, you, oh, yeah. yeah like, no, subscribe, I, I, yeah. Okay. I don't ever do that. I'm terrible. That's why I always hand it off to Algrid, because I just, like, I, it's not my, it's not why I'm here. I'm here to, for the discussion. But, yeah, yeah. Like, subscribe, all that type of things, and it helps us all very, very much. It really does. All right. We'll catch you in the next one. You say goodbye, by the way. Goodbye, by the way. You say goodbye. Goodbye, by the way. Yeah. Assholes. <laughs>